all for you. Yeah, yo. There whenever it matters, and even more when you feel like it doesn't. Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't. Know I'm right alongside you. Here but that, I'm behind you, but always got you. End of discussion. Nothing means more. First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for. Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours. And know that I ain't see a better view yet. I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret. Know that you covered. Not a hurdle or a heartbreak to change what a partake. Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway. My job is to aware you. Fully loaded. Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, I've been down. Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ishmael from Dad is Not a Noun. I hope everyone's doing well. I'm doing well. I have a special guest with me, he's back here with me again. This brother is amazing, just a dope ping pong player, just a dope human being. Wally Green is back in the building with me. Wally Green, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm good. I'm good. It's a pleasure to be here as usual, and it's always great to be back, bro. No, man, I feel the love, and thank you for coming on, and thank you for doing what you're doing, because the one thing you're doing is you're showing that Black people can do anything, you know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes to the sports, I know like like back in the days, you know, you were really into ping pong. Like, ah, nah, 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 that's not me. Yeah. And ping pong is now your life. So I love that you're showing uh, black people that you know you don't have to be a basketball player. You don't have to be in those stereotypes. You whatever you're passionate about and what you like, you you can do it, and it's accepted. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? So I want to just give you love for that. And then also I want to give you love too. A lot of people don't give that game a lot of love that it should get credit for, the table tennis. Because people got to realize that engine they use for table tennis is the same engine that was used in Grand Theft Auto 4. Well, no, the Grand Theft Auto 4 is my voiceover. I did a voiceover for Grand Theft Auto 4. No, I was talking about the actual engine. The engine of making the game started with table tennis. Mm. No, the Grand Theft Auto actually was first. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so, so um, Grand Theft Auto 3 was already released. Um, and, then, and then I made the table tennis game with them. Right. Right. And then, uh, then they made Grand Theft Auto Four. Oh, because the way I read it was, the engine they used initially was for table tennis, and eventually became the engine for like Grand Theft Auto, and then also oh, you Red can Dead, be right. You can read Red Redemption. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> that part, yeah, I don't have no idea about that. And but so, yeah. and so that's 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 big if you think about it. in the gaming world. Like I'm a gamer. I know you're a gamer too. That's that's huge to be a part of a game that kind of became like the, the 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 engine that influenced other like popular games after that. Right, so right. Pretty right. dope, man. You 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 in some historical kind of footnotes, brother. I'm just letting you know that, man. That's why that's why I have my special I have my special uh, quote that I made. Okay, what's the I quote? I don't think I ever told you my quote. Tell me your quote. So I have two quotes. I'll tell you one of them. 
One of my quotes says, anyone can generate wealth, but what have you done to create history? Mm. That's my quote, Wally Green. I love that, man. I love that. You're going to put that on a shirt? Yo, I am actually. I am. Take my money today. Can I uh, pre right now? <laughs> I appreciate it. But yeah, man, let's get into it, man. Um, I'm a big fan of yours. I love what you're doing. Um, I, I listened to that amazing interview you did with Concrete. That was a dope interview. Shout out to them, Concrete. Um, one of the things that kind of stuck out with me was in the beginning of the interview when you talked about how when you're a part of a tribe, you're protected. Yeah. Like, talk about that a little bit. Well, um, you know, like, like, like you already know, I grew up, I grew up in the projects, you know, um, a lot of violence, you know, the whole gang thing. And um, one of the, a, a lot of people, they always say, uh, well, people who don't know will say, oh, he didn't have to do that. You know, he had a choice. He, he well, th that's totally wrong. You, you actually don't have a choice. The choice is don't go out ever. I mean, now if you can not ever go out of your house, okay, you have a choice, but that's not really a choice, right? Um, you know, where I grew up, you know, there's more than one gang. In most places, there's more than one gang. Uh, some people who don't know, they, they think one project equals one gang. Oh, it can be three, it can be four, it can be one, right? So if you want to be protected, you need to join something. If you don't join something, you'll get beat up by everything, right? So you'll have problems with everyone, right? So everyone is going to, um, you know, uh, uh, try to bully you. Or maybe try to force you to join their gang, right? So, so the thing is, like for me, you know, it's it's you choose uh, someone who you think that can protect you uh, from the others, and um, and 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 that also gives you a certain kind of credit against other gangs, right? Because another gang may not be as powerful as your gang. I mean, as as your gang, right? So they might say, you know what, yo, don't mess with him because he's part of that gang, right? right. So it gives you a certain kind of protection, you know. It gives you uh, people that you can count on to be there for you. If you need, if you ever have a problem, you know that they're going to be there for you because they, they have to. They have to because you're part of them. It's like a family. And then talk about because I know one of the one of those phrases is you you can't you can you can't pick your um, family, but you can pick your friends. Yeah. Um, and I know you dealt with you know you know some trauma growing up you know especially in a home where um, your mom was with your stepfather who was very abusive to yeah. her. Um, and I know you, you witnessed it too. Uh, did you witness it as a child? Yeah, every day. It was, it was an everyday, it was pretty much everyday thing. Yeah, so I grew up, I grew up with that, watching my mom get beat up. And then how did that kind of affect you with your relationship with your mom? I know how it affected you with your stepfather, but you know, your mom, you know, seeing her being abuse and but she's your protector and you know as a child you kind of feel hopeless because you can't help because you're a child so you're yeah. you're in a dilemma so like talk about that a little bit so for me uh you know as as a kid watching your mom get beat up all the time uh the one thing that you want to do is you want to help you you know you want to protect your mom but you can't right because you're not you don't have the strength to do it, um, you don't know how to do it, right? So, so, so 
that's really hard on a kid. I mean, every day you want to protect your mom. Every day you can't. Every day your mom get beat up, right? And so then what happens is, for me, it started putting me in in a um, very just really evil kind of mindset. Like I always kept thinking of how can I kill my stepfather, and I started thinking this at nine. Wow. At nine, at nine, I already, I already had plans. I had, I had ways. Like one of the ways was, you know, I grew up, like I said, grew up in the projects, and you know, roaches are known to the projects, right? And uh, you have, um, uh, and there's so many ways you can kill them, sprays. Uh, but there's one particular way, which is called boric acid. Boric acid's a powder, right? And uh, at nine years old. I had experimented with opening up my stepfather's capsules yeah. and seeing if the boric acid could fit in it, which it could, because it's powder, right? Mm -hmm. I never went through with it, but it wouldn't have been that hard to just slip one of those capsules that I put stuff in and put it in a pill, right? So, so for a kid to be thinking, for a nine-year-old kid to be thinking, you know, about how he's going to kill his stepfather is, is insane. It's 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 crazy, you know. There was so many ways I was thinking. Even the old school, you know, he loves to sit in his car thing. He always he always goes sit in the car for hours. You know, take fucking uh, uh, socks and put it in the muffler, like the old school, you know, carbon dioxide killer that you don't even know that that you won't even know. So all these things at nine was already in my head, and because of that, I just had a lot of had it hatred. I had to take it out somewhere, right? Because as a kid, when when you're feeling this aggression, like you want to kill someone, where does it go? It yeah. doesn't. It, it it people think, oh, you get over. No, you don't get over it. It doesn't disappear. It doesn't just like, you know, boom, it's gone. No, it it doesn't. It's in you and it stays in you until you explode and do something crazy, right? So how do you get it out? You join again and you take it out on everybody else. And you blame every other person for what's going on in your house, even people that had nothing to do with the problem in the first place. And then that's and that's how I dealt with it. And and I could see your point. It's like you know how the water boy, how like um, he would just see people that would dog him, right? Their face, and he'll react to it. And I can imagine you seeing your stepfather's face on somebody. Yes, yes, all the time. All the time. <laughs> like, I'm going to get you. Yeah, whenever, whenever I got violently angry, it wasn't it, it wasn't so much that the person actually made me that violently angry. It was I got angry and then boom, flash. My stepfather think kill, and then that anger that I had for my stepfather is what came out on people. Mm. Like it, and, and it, it's and, and I, I remember some of the crazy things I did as a kid, like. I'm talking about junior, like junior high school. I remember one time, like like um, a girl, a girl said, I forgot what she said. I can't remember what she said, but she said something kind of stupid, and and uh, it was pertaining sort of to your mom, my mom, like one of those mom joke kind kind of things, and, and and I didn't take it as a joke at all, and I remember I had a box in my hand. And I bust her in the face, blood all over the place, her nose, blood everywhere, just pouring out everywhere. Right. And people were like, yo, what's, yo, there's something wrong with this kid, man. And, and yeah, and I, something was wrong with me. I was, I was 
extremely violent. And, and it didn't matter who it was, guy, girl, dog, I, I didn't care. It didn't matter who it was because it was just me taking all the aggression from being home, seeing my mom get beat up, couldn't, can't do anything about it. All that anger inside was getting released out into the world. And I understand when people talk about, you know, personal responsibility, you you got to take ownership of your own action. But as a child, you you, how do you understand that if that's not taught to you? Yeah. As a child, you see your mom get beat up. You know, you know, you 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 know, you don't really have a relationship with your your stepbrother because I remember from the interview, it's yeah. like your stepdad you know, had more favoritism to him because that was this, that was this, that was his son. And so you see that, and then you see this hopelessness of your mother. Like, what can you do as a child? You're like, why are you still with him? Like, I know that it seeps in your head. It's like, why, why, why are you here? Right, right, right. At the same time, you realize you not realizing, but you you think about it in hindsight. It was because of necessity. Like, where were you gonna go? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. So, but yeah, just talk about that dynamic of your stepbrother a little bit. So, um, my stepbrother was like the, uh, how you say, it, the special one, mm. right? Because you know, my stepfather used to always tell me, "Oh, you're gonna die, or you're gonna be in jail for the rest of your life," and oh yeah, you're gonna do good. And for him, he's gonna do good, and 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 and, and all the good stuff went to him. Uh, if I did something stupid, you know, I got hit for it. If he did something stupid, he didn't get hit for it. So, you know, it was it was that really blatant in your face, like, yo, you know, you're not my kid. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so I kind of, I didn't really like my stepbrother so much. I, I, so I liked him as we got older. Right. As we got older, then, then we were cool. Like when we got old, a little older, because we did the same dumb shit. That's the problem, and we did a lot of dumb shit, like a lot of dumb shit, and uh, and 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 so as we got older, um, then I became uh, a little bit more closer to him. Not closer, but we were cool. Cool, like like, like, like we were cool because we were doing the same stuff. Right. So I like when 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 I think of my stepbrother, like he actually recently passed away. Like I'm sorry to hear that. Last, last six months, seven months, maybe eight months, uh, which is weird because he's young, but I don't know, he had a heart attack and something. But um, but when I think of my stepbrother, I remember this situation always. It's, 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 it's a really crazy, if you think about kids, it's a crazy situation. So my stepbrother comes home and, and he was like, yo, 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 I got a new piece. And I was like, what you got? And then he took out his bag, he had this sort of shotgun. Right, and I was like, "Oh shit, let me see it." <laughs> so I took it out and I pointed at him. I was gonna pull the trigger, right? right? Because you know, I didn't think it had fucking. I didn't think it was loaded. Right, it was fucking loaded. It was literally. And he was like, "No, no, it's loaded." <laughs> but, you know, you hear these kind of accidents a lot. Yeah. Like this is yes. not. This is not something that's not normal. This happens a lot. Right. People don't realize it's loaded. You know, and they start, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna shoot you, man." Oh well, shit, you just killed your brother. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so when I think of him, I always remember that because <laughs> I have your know, fingers on a trigger for real, man. I, I could have like just killed him right there. But um, yeah, yeah. So when we got a little older, then we were a little bit closer. And then growing up with him, what was that dynamic? Did you guys even talk about 
people or even bring up your mom being is, is being no, a, never. never we never spoke together about it at all because actually that's a good question man because I, I don't remember any conversation we ever had together about it at all i mean that was he bad. knew it happened he he, he, he saw it so yeah he, yeah he yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah, but we never. I don't think. I don't think he was bothered by it. I don't know. Actually, we never had that conversation. And and uh, I just think that um, you know, he always got everything that he wanted from his dad. So uh, maybe he thought that's how it's supposed to be. I don't know. We we never. Yeah, uh, we never had a conversation about it. And then how was like that the relationship with your mom? I know you love your mom, but what was that relationship like? Like. Those times seeing your mom getting, you know, beat, and then, um, like, how how was those conversations like? Like, how we never we we never had a conversation. My mom would leave, take us, take me and my brother, and go to her mom's house or something, right? But then always go back anyway. So so it became like the same shit. Like we already knew. Like yeah, we're gonna go back anyway, even though she left. We'll be back. We'll be back. And it was, it was always the same thing. Right. It, it was pretty much, it was uh, pretty much the same. Um, I had a good relationship with my mom uh, until uh, I got sent away for two years. And um, I came back and I was much stronger. I think at the time I was, uh, how old was I? I was 16. And I was much stronger, and because uh, I got sent away to Africa to boarding school, wow. right? Because uh, that was the alternative of ten years. Yeah. So I went there, I came back, and I was out there fighting the Africans because the Africans were like, "You're not the real blood. You eat butter." <laughs> <laughs> yo, they were telling me I eat butter. I was like, "Yo, you talk, yo, bro." So, so I was fighting a lot. I, I was always fighting Africans. It was very funny. And then uh, I wind up joining this uh, military thing. Uh, it's called Man of War. It's 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 like a, it, it's like Boy Scouts times nine thousand. Mm. It's like the closest mm. thing to being in the army. Like they used to make you do the. Now now I look back at it. They used to make you do the dumbest stuff. And I still want. I still figure out why the hell they used to make us do this. They used to make you stand up like this, like stand right. like this, straight up. And then they'll be like, falling like a leg of a tree, falling like a leg of a tree. One, two. And then you have to stand straight and you have to fall straight down. Boom. It's crazy, man. My arms just be all bruised up. Yeah, it's a kind of, it was crazy. I know I had to work on the core. The core got to be. Yeah, right. because you straight down, man. <laughs> and if you don't hold yourself, you're going to smash your face right into the concrete. And this, wow. this is not concrete. This is not even like in the grass. It's right. not. It's on like, it is crazy, craziest thing. My arms used to be all swollen. And um, so from from being part of the man of war thing, like like I, I got much stronger. And then so when I came back, um, there was an issue where my mom, my stepfather, and my mom was arguing, and my stepfather went to grab her by the throat. So he grabbed her like this by the throat, right? Uh, but that was nothing new. I mean, so we did all the but this time it was different because now I'm a little bit older. Right stronger and uh, he grabbed her by the throat and I just turned and at first I wasn't phased at all I wasn't really phased I, I was just normal right. and, and I looked I just looked and then he told me he goes oh what are you looking at if you look over here you're going to get the same thing 
And then all of a sudden, something clicked. I, I, I don't know. Some Something just went. I, I don't even like explain it. It, it, it. It's like that bomb that was inside for years and years and years went off. And, and, and all I remember is I ran out the house. I went to go get a gun. I came back and put it to my stepfather's head. And I was going to kill my stepfather. Right. Like that point right there was... I was gonna do it. It was it was ready, and I, I was gonna kill my stepfather. And then my mom started yelling and screaming. And then my mom calls the police, and my mom says, "Hey, you guys have to hurry. My son is trying to kill my husband." Wow. Not my husband is beating me up. My son's protecting me, right. but my son's trying to kill my husband. And then uh, I was gonna kill my mom and my stepfather. Wow. All right, because you know now that's like the biggest ultimate betrayal that can happen to you as a kid. Yeah. All your life, all your life, every day, from a young age, because my mom and my stepfather have been together since I was tiny, maybe one or two. So all my life, I see my mom get beat up. All my life, I want to protect her. And finally, finally, I can protect her. Then she turns against me. And I was shaking. I was crying. And uh, I was going to kill my mom and my stepfather right there on the spot in and I and something you know, always when I was doing my stuff, I was always smart. I was never a stupid kid. Right. I did stupid shit, but I did stupid shit in a smart way. So I didn't get caught for a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Because I was always smart. I was always smart. Right. And, and and something came to me and says, "Yo, if you do this right now, everything your stepfather said about you is gonna happen today. Yeah, you will be dead, or either in jail for life." So just get out. And, 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 and I just came to sense. And I was like, you know what? You, you two people deserve each other. I'm out of here. I never went back. Wow. And plus, I had to get out the house because the police were coming. Right. I wasn't trying to go to jail after just coming back. So, so And I left. and never went back. Never went back. That was it. It was done. Well, it was a, a point where you guys had a better relationship. When, when did that happen? You, you and your mom? Or Mom? Yeah. I don't talk to my mom. Oh, you don't? Oh, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't talk to my I, I tried before. I tried before, but um, I can't. I, I, I can't. I, I don't because um, the thing is, is that, like, it's one thing to be abused, and it's one thing to, 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 um, to stay in an abusive relationship because maybe you feel that that um uh, uh maybe it's part of your fault or, or or maybe you just can't get out because you're weak to get out right. but it's a total another thing after the dude's dead and gone and you still don't acknowledge like that makes me more crazy right. that, that makes me more crazy than anything not the fact that it all happened the fact that now dude's dead bro like at least acknowledge the shit and be like apologize or something like right fact the fact that you don't even acknowledge it like I, I i can't i can't do a person like that because then what happens is is every time i talk to her that's what's gonna be on my mind right. it, it, no way you i can't make it disappear can't right. disappear. so it's better i and then when i get in that mindset mm -hmm. then i get violent i feel violent and i don't want to feel violent like that you know so so for my own mental health, it's better that I just 
cut the ties and stay away. That way I'm happy. I don't gotta I don't gotta get any acknowledgement from her. I don't gotta get any sorry. I don't gotta think about it. Right. You know, unless I'm doing an interview like this, but then you can see how 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 anxious yeah. I get. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching it right now, bro. Yeah, yeah. So so like I just I, I literally just cut all family off. That, that's what I did for my own mental health. I think, you know, like you mentioned before, mental health is so important. And, and I think a lot of people, they, 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 they um, stay in situations because it's, oh, it's my sister. Oh, it's my mom. Oh, it's my dad. Oh, it's my, it's my family. And, yeah. and I think it's crazy because you stay in those situations and then you're mentally stressed every single day. You're just destroying yourself small, little by little. If the relationship, I don't care if it's your mom, your dad, whoever it is, if it's not healthy, then you need to get out. And that's what I did. I removed myself from all family members. I don't talk to anyone, like zero. Once in a while, I get like my mom's side, contact me, and it's very brief. It's very brief, like quick, in right. and out. Like, and, and, and half the time, I don't even answer. But I just need to keep my own mental health and the way I am now, uh, it's great. And I don't need no, I, I don't need to, to, to have that stress and, 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 you know, have, 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 have that, uh, that, that, that stress like mentally affecting because it does, you know, it does. I mean, think about if every day I'm this hyper and every day yeah. I'm like this, just crazy and feeling this evil. Right. Think of what's going to happen in a year from now. I'll, I'll be flipping. I'll be in the street, like, you know, just right. like going crazy. Yeah, so so I, I just I just got out of that and and it's been better ever since. And and and, and people and you know, I always get the people that say, Oh, it's your mom. Yeah, and I and I'm like, yo, oh no, no. I get it's your mom, but the right. best one I the best thing that I always get from people, everybody says it, oh, you should do this or you're gonna regret it. And I'm like, yo, you're not hearing what I'm telling you. Right. I'm not gonna regret anything. Right. That's my character. Not, I'm not. I'm not gonna regret nothing. Like I don't regret anything. Right. I don't because I. Anything I do, I don't regret. People ask me, always, if you would have went back, when you were younger, would you change? No, because I don't regret anything I did. Everything right. I did made me the person I am today. Don't regret, and I will not regret this. So, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, yeah. No, no, bro, 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 bro. I appreciate you, bro. Uh, being honest and open on how you feel, man, because that's important. And it, again, like we were talking about before, yeah. it's important to talk about mental health. Yes, our mental health is our top priority. And if you're in a situation where it's hindering your mental health, you have to get away. And that's why I started in the beginning with. Being a part of the being a part of the tribe is making you feel that you're protected, right. and if you're in this tribe and if it's it's, it's not protecting you, you need to leave that tribe. Right, you're gonna end up dead in prison, or you can't even famine what could happen, and so right. you have to alleviate alleviate yourself from that to heal. Right, right. And See, right now you're in a place of healing, and 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 it and it just brings back those 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 scars, yeah. you know what I mean? But but that's the one thing too is it's important for us to talk about it because if not, it's gonna stay in there, yeah. and then 
you're going to have a situation where it's going to trigger and God forbid something does happens. Exactly. At least you talk about it. It's out there. Yes. To me, to me, I feel like when you talk about your trauma, it's like chewing gum. When you put that stick of gum in and you chew it, your your body relax. Yes. Now, now I feel that you're relaxed. Now, all that you got that out of your system. Yeah, you, you see, like, right? Oh, 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 oh. I'm like sweating, man. <laughs> I'm like sweating. Yeah, yeah man. Because it, it 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 triggers the hell out of me. It's like makes me really intense. I, I when I think of the situation, right. because I can I can vividly see the situation. So I look. I'm sweating. I, I get I get really I get really intense. Right. But also. I don't mind talking about it very openly because every time I talk about it, I just feel like I feel like I just get a lot of stress out and it feels and I feel fresh. So so that's why I, I like for me, I, I if people if people don't ask, I, I don't I, I don't bring it up. But if people do ask, I, de I definitely don't mind talking about it. And, and I do that. And it's therapeutic for me, too. And, 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 and you know what? It could this could save somebody's life. Yeah. Hearing you. Because you know, off air, we we had a conversation that you what was it on uh, TikTok on your super TikTok. Yeah. Um, somebody reached out to you that was suffering from depression. Yeah, and they were shocked that they that you responded. Talk about that. Yeah, so so I've been doing this TikTok, and my TikTok's been jumping off. It's, it's been it's been doing well, and I've been having a few super fans. Like the super fans, then you, know, you have fans, and you have super fans. Super fans are the ones that want to talk to you all the time. Like they they they. They, they, they contact you every day. Hey, what's how's everything? And I answer everyone back. That's my thing. And um, uh, one of the fans, uh, uh, actually, what happened was is I went to their page. This is how it started. I went to their, I, I, I somehow got on a page, and the person was talking about that they're depressed, like right now, and they feel really depressed, and they don't know what to do, and, 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 and that kind of stuff. So that's that that was their post for the day. And mm. I somehow that post, I saw that post. And then, you know, I, I can't just look at the post and then not comment on that. So so what I do is I commented on the post. That's how it started. I commented and I said, hey, um, so what I do is I say, hey, you know, I know you're feeling depressed. Uh, try to find something that makes you happy. And I said, everyone in this room, everyone who's on this page, please send your favorite uh, comedy movie that you know, or your favorite comedian. And I started, mine's Kevin Hart. <laughs> and I tried to get people to to reply. But you know, people, some people don't care, man. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't reply. And then she will reply. And then she said, oh, thank you so much. Looks like you're the only one. And I was like, yeah, you know, I said, you know, sometimes things are hard. You know, life is sometimes messed up and, and you get dealt like the wrong hand. But you know, you gotta stay up, you know, Watch comedy. I said, whenever I'm stressed, I find some comedy, laugh, and I, and I laugh. And then she was like, "Thank you so much." And then now every day, she contacts and and I say, "Hey, are you good? How is is how's your how's your mental? Are you are you strong?" He said, "Yeah, I'm feeling good." And then since I've been talking back and forth, um, she feels really much better. But the thing was, they were like, "Oh, I never thought that you would actually." reach out or even care that's what they said and i was like yeah of course i care man. i've been through craziness myself and and you know it's 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 a human human i'm human you're human so i just want to make sure that you you know in a good mindset 
So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And that's powerful because it like it's just the power of how you're doing goes a long way. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I can have bad days and like like say, hey, is how are you doing? What's going on? That make me feel good because it's like, oh, oh, you 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 care. That's yeah. dope. And then that's where the conversation starts. But yeah. that's powerful, especially um, I think as uh, people look at like like people like yourself, celebrities, they look at you're on this top, this plat, uh, this this pedestal, and you yeah, know yeah, they're yeah. shocked that you're reaching out to them genuinely, genuinely to say, hey, I, I I care about you. How are you doing? That's that's the number one thing I get on my posts, and, <laughs> and, and, and it would be worse. Listen, it would be a lot worse if like I really did social media. I, I never did social media until like the last six, seven months. I was never, and I had Instagram, never used it, didn't care, right? But imagine if I did do it and I had million plus followers, right? This would be even more. Like yeah. I, 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 I comment everyone, I reach out to everyone. And the number one thing I get is, oh man, I didn't think you would reach out. Why not? Well, I'm, not I, I, I'm not gonna reach out. You know, of course I'm gonna, of course, if you make a comment on my page, I'm gonna comment back. You know, it's just—I I don't know. I just find it as, as being, um, I don't know, just being normal, human. Like if someone yes. says, "Hey, <laughs> that's a great job," I'm not gonna just leave it blank. I'm gonna say thank you. Yeah. Or if someone says, "Hey, what you did was stupid," my hood side is definitely not gonna leave that blank, and I'm yeah. definitely confront you. So, so I, I comment everyone. I, I, I take time. I take time to comment back, and I think it's really important. Uh, a lot of celebrities or people, they don't do that. I mean, people say, oh, I don't have time. But there's time, man. Like, when you wake up, that first 20 minutes, I use to comment back. I go through the comments real quick, see? And I comment everyone back, everyone back, everyone back. And then I just take I take time to comment. Okay, maybe if I have 20 million followers, I can't answer every comment back. Right. But I will still take the same amount of time that I take now to comment, to comment back to other people. And then those who want to reach out, I always say, you know, I tell everybody, like, if I go to people's page, and, and, and now it's becoming a thing on TikTok. It, she's not the first person I saw do this. Right. A lot of people. A lot of people now, they're going on TikTok to 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 uh, 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 vent. And they're going on TikTok to to tell their true feeling to, to, to the world. Yeah. So a lot of times I'll go and I see it, and I'll say, hey, if you ever want to talk, just hit me up in my DM. It's just send me a DM and we can talk. So I, it's just, I don't know. I think it's just being, it's just being human and caring about other people. And I think that's important. And one of my favorite quotes is from one of my favorite rappers. I don't know if you remember him. Um, um, ID, ID, uh, E-Y-E-D-E-A, ID. He's a white rapper in, uh, from um, Minneapolis that passed away um, at the age of 28. And um, just very talented rapper, but one of his my favorite quotes from him is that all existence are interdependent, which is is it's it's right on point. Right, right. Everyone that lives, we're all connected somehow of some yeah. way, whether from a story, family, social media, we're all connected. Yes, yes. And to recognize that person that you exist in this world is, is a powerful thing. And going back to your story and talking and um, talking about a person that saved your life, 
um uh literally he saved your life you know yeah. you know he took the time to be a part of your life and show you this skill um uh if if every, anyone that's watching is that um uh want to go back to what we were talking about now right now you can go back to the our previous interview and he talked about the gentleman who basically taught him how to play ping pong and just just opened his home and just opened everything to give him this opportunity that he's at right now so just go there it's it, that conversation we had was dope but um but talk about the significance of that man and then also talk about uh talk about that you guys lost touch with each other each other and have you you know came together what's what's going on what what happened uh, so so years ago there was some war i think in israel something and then we lost um touch with with each other so and then you know i went on to doing my own thing like i started doing my own thing through the tableton's world and then i just took from that just went like this and then so my focus was more on just doing all the stuff that i was doing and 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 yeah and um and it really didn't come up until you know i started doing a documentary about it and then other stuff um but uh I couldn't even remember his name. Just the other day, his name came to me, which is pretty cool. I, I always have his face. Like, if I could draw perfectly, I could actually draw his face, but I can't draw. But especially out of my mind. But um, yeah, uh, I, I I couldn't remember him, and and um, it's weird because I remember the the the, the, the coach, and her name was Zabino Bucho, which is a crazy name to even. Re How could I remember the name? Who remembers that? Like that's that's not even it's you know, John, Eric, you know, easy names to remember, Michelle, you know, <laughs> Sabina, Butcher. Like, how do you but I think because the name is just so strange, it just stuck in my head. Right. So um we were able to before we did that documentary, we were able to find Sabina in Germany, find right. the school and and uh yeah, but but they they don't keep the records of that stuff for so long. So we couldn't contact him, but um, somebody who's a spiritualist said something that made, you know, made a lot of sense. The person said, um, maybe you should stop looking because maybe he's not meant to be found. Mm. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, that, that could be it. And, and the person was insinuating that that was probably an angel in your life that was put there to save you and now the angel's done his job and that's it. You, yeah, so, so that's, a, yeah. So a spiritualist told me something like this and I was like, okay. But it's, <laughs> but it's crazy is that you've been to his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one day, one day I should just kind of take a trip. That, 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 that Hunter Mountain bus, just, just to do it, to see if I could remember, I mean, it's, it's going to be so hard, but, but I mean, or, or it might not be, I, I mean, I don't know. It means probably change a lot, but it's right next to Hunter. It's not far from Hunter mountain. Right. But I mean, it, it, like I would need a car to actually do that, to, to try to figure, because his house, it's not, it's not like it's in a bunch of houses. 
Mm. House is like <clears throat> it, it has its own land. Wow. It's like a big space. So I mean it might be possible to 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 find it. I mean, even if you still live there, it, it's it's uh, like like you, like the spiritual person said, maybe he just don't want to be found. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen, because you know, you know, I I I, I like movies a lot. I, I I like movies a lot, but this just sounds like the ending of a really bad movie, yeah. really yeah. bad movie. The guy saved the kid's life. The kid went on to do great things. The kid went to look back for the guy, went to the wrong house, and got killed. <laughs> That's true. Or he the other story. Or he finds the guy. <laughs> or, or he finds the guy, but it could be a really bad movie, especially when the guy said maybe he's not meant to be found. Right. Or maybe he could be that dude that slash ping pong helps save kid, but slash serial killer. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Listen. Hey, you never know, man. You never know. Like you, you just, like you just don't. You, it's like I, I realize that a lot. Like you can't take anything for granted, man, because you would just be like, "What, really?" Yeah. Like I, I tell you a quick story. It's off topic, but yeah. if something comes to my head, I just like to say it. Yeah. I used to have this friend that I used to. Uh, he was a friend in the fact that he played ping pong, and. We, me and my other uh, ping pong players, we all knew him. We used to go to Westchester tournaments. Hey, what's up, man? Yo, pound, yo, what's good, bro? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it was all Gucci, like all cool. Like every time we saw him, it was like the coolest dude in the world. Like, oh, we saw him, yo, this is mad cool. It was mad. He, he said, you know, tango doesn't talk. And it was so cool, right? Then one day, one of the uh, mothers of one of the kids um, got a little bit alarmed. Because he was playing, he was playing her, her her son, and then the son said, "Wow, that was a great forehand, or something like that." Right. And then the guy said, "Yeah, you know, I'm a part-time surgeon. My hands are amazing." And so the mom, the mom thought that to be uh, inappropriate. I mean, I wouldn't have thought it was inappropriate, but I'm not. I'm not a mom, and she probably watches Dexter. Maybe, <laughs> may maybe, but she thought it was. She, and she thought it was really highly inappropriate. Right. So you know what she did? She Googled his name. <laughs> Let me tell you what came up. Not a good thing. Was a pedophile. Wow. But, wait, but not on a small scale. Like a famous pedophile. Like there was news articles about this shit. And I was like, whoa, man, this is a dude that we see every day we're like hanging out and it's cool and and we thinking he's like the coolest dude yeah there was news articles like big ones like tv news was like yo it was great it was really crazy man it, 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 was, it, was, it, was, it was it was one of the craziest experiences of, of things that looked one way that weren't exactly it i've never experienced something that looked so good but it was so bad. I never had this experience the first time. Hopefully he's in prison, right? Is he in prison? I I think so. What happened? That was some years ago. So he's out on that. He's 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 finished from that. Okay. Situation. So apparently he was a teacher, and he was having a relationship with a student, high school student. 
Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. This, it was in the, when we looked it up, it was in the paper. It was, it was, there was news clips like on TV. And I was like, oh. and, and, and it, it, so, so ever since that, I'm like, yeah, man. Like you just never know, man. You you never know. It, it, it's so. I, I mean, it, that that's off topic. No, 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 no. But it comes to my head. It comes to my head, and it just came in my head. Remember? No, it stays on uh, uh, on to the uh, to to the to what we were talking about. Because again, you know, we don't know, you know, the guy's story, and maybe yeah. it may be nothing. Well, it may be something, but that's the part of of things that's in your head that you think about. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Because it's it's kind of weird that he, he don't want to be found, no information on him, this and this and that. Because, yeah. you know, you'll research something and something pops up on that person. Like yeah. nothing. Yeah. And then there's nothing on this person. You kind of, you kind of, it's, it's a part of being human. Right, right, right. And the problem is, I don't, I don't remember his last name, man. I wish... I don't think I'm ever. I don't even think I knew his last name. I'm trying to remember. I, I might have not, because I'm really bad with names to begin with. I don't remember, and I forget everyone's name. I'm like the worst. I have people that work for us, man, and they've been there for like a year or two, and I still don't remember their names. Like I, I'm so bad with names. So, it, 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 if I can remember his last name, that would be cool. But I don't know. I, I think there's really no way to find this guy, man. Unless, hopefully, one day. He's sitting at home and he's on a computer or something and something pops up. Yeah. And then he reaches out. Or he could be, he could have been at one of the stands in your matches and you you wouldn't know. Yeah, imagine, imagine that. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I, I mean, I've, I've heard stories like that, like people helping some people out and then disappearing, but being there in the distance. Right. Because they, like he said, like the spiritual person said that he, he was your angel. He was just there for a purpose. Yeah. And his purpose was done. Yeah. And maybe he's just tracking to make sure you stay on the right track. Because it goes back to that time where that one scene when you were you had your bag and the gun fell out. Right, and, right, right, right. and that yeah. dynamic changed everything. Right, 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 right. And he, to me, I felt like he felt like, you know what? I'm in the right place at the right time. I need to help him. Because if I don't help him, he's going to be locked up or he's going to die. Right, so right. I have to do this. Right. You know, you know what would be even a crazier scenario that the guy actually doesn't want to be found, but he has all my articles and TV videos yeah. all somewhere on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be insane. Like just all the articles that I've been in and stuff. And then I bump into him and say, "Hey," he's like, "Oh yeah, I've, I've been following you all along." Yeah, that would, that, would, that would be crazy too. And he's and he's like that that father figure that's there, but invisible. He's like that invisible father figure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> that's dope, man. And you know, you do great charity work. Um, you've been all around the world. Um, now let's talk about your experience in North Korea. Let's talk about that. Yeah, you, you said Korea. that's like the most dangerous. Country, yeah, North, bro. talk about that. Yeah, North North Korea, um, for a Westerner, is a pretty dangerous place to be. It's um, it's it's, you know, as a Westerner, you're not allowed to have cell phone service. 
you're not allowed to have Wi-Fi, right? So self, no cell phone service, no Wi-Fi is already dangerous, right? Because you're immediately cut off from the rest of the world. Um, what makes it even more dangerous, and I think this is the most dangerous part of it, is that when they check into the hotel, they take your passport. So that, for me, makes it the most dangerous place in the world because if I need to get out, I can't get out at all. I can't contact no one and I can't leave. So let's say I happen to be there and then uh, America starts beefing with North North Korea and something jumps off and guess what? You think I'm gonna be able to get on a plane and get home? How? I can't, I don't have no passport to get on a plane and get home. So I'm stuck, right? So so yeah, it, it, it's definitely, the by far, I, I, I've been all over the world, by far the most dangerous country in the world. And then talk about because every American that goes to North Korea, uh, go to North Korea, they have like a designator, like yeah. someone that follows them and every Westerner. Talk about that. So what they do is they give you a guide. It's called a guide. Actually, the translation of guide is babysitter. Mm. Exactly what it is. It's a babysitter. It's not a guide. They're not guiding you anywhere. They, they're, 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 they're making sure you ain't doing nothing dumb. And just like, like you know, yeah, they're, they're just babysitting you. And um, their their job is to babysit you and report back, right? Because they have uh, higher people that they need to report back. And um, they ask you a lot of questions, you know. Mm. Just, I think, which are really strange questions to ask people, right? Uh, I've never been to another country and someone said, what do you think about our great leader or our president? No one in the world of countries that I've been to ever in my life has ever <laughs> asked me, what do I think about their president? It's, it's never happened. Right. In North Korea it did though, right? And you know, you gotta be careful with that answer because if you say some kind of dumb stuff, Hmm, you might just disappear, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I mean, and, and it's real. It, it, it's right. it's not like it's fake. Like, you see what happened to that college kid that went there? Yeah, yeah. died. So, 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 so it's it's and and that happened after me actually. So he went is after I went. Right. Right. So so um yeah I mean things can get bad really quickly. It you know if especially if you're doing the wrong stuff you know. I learned when you go to people's country, you respect their rules, you respect their regulations, and you're most likely not going to have a problem. If you go to people's country and you start doing dumb stuff, then you might have a problem, right? And especially in North Korea, you're going to have a real problem. And the real problems can come from anything, right? Yeah. It can come from you just talking about, about their great leader. Yeah. You know, so, so um, you know, just... Uh, <laughs> she she had to like just take me anywhere I wanted to go was with her. Right. I cannot I cannot leave my hotel room. Couldn't couldn't just walk out and get some air. No, you can't. If you want air, she's gonna come take you. Oh, it's a funny, funny thing. So <laughs> I had been there a couple of days already, and I was like, oh my god, it's just crazy. Because my everyday life was hotel, uh practice hall, practice hall, playing hall, uh tournament hall. Tournament Hall, practice hall, hotel. This is every day, every day, same thing. And um, I asked her, I says, hey, can we go outside tomorrow? 
Like, can we go out? Now, when I say go, like, when an American says, can we go outside? Right. It means, can we go out? Like, go somewhere, like, do something. That's what outside means. Right. <laughs> so she goes, yeah, yes, yes, tomorrow. Okay, okay. So I'm very happy because, you know, there's a park across the street. Beautiful park, big. You know, and I can go to the park, walk around, you know. And uh, she comes to get me. Then we go downstairs and we walk right outside the hotel room, right outside, like right there where the cars pull in. Right, right, right. And then she gets on the phone and starts talking. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> like what the hell is going on? Like she's right. talking on the phone. Right. What she's talking about, maybe, 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 maybe she's probably talking to the higher ups, whatever. And um, I'm like, hey, I'm like, can we, can we go across the street? Like, what? Right. Right. Oh, no, 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 it's forbidden. So this is outside? Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 definitely um, it's definitely that kind of place. It's. Do you feel like from that conversation that a part of it's like stage? Like she she calls to like ah oh, let's 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 make up these fake stuff now before this American we 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 um have the American go outside and see how beautiful uh our country is. Let's hide all the the people that we 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 beat the shit out of. Or <laughs> you, you so you won't get the opportunity to meet right. normal North Korean people. Wow! You, you'll meet like your guide. You'll meet the athletes, of course, because they're playing in a tournament. Right. But you're not gonna meet like the normal person walking in the street, right? right? Unless like there's some tours that you could take and I wasn't really interested in doing any sight sightseeing stuff because I from my from my research a lot of places a lot of uh American bashing things and I won't be able to sit there and listen to this nonsense and it'd be cool. So I'd probably say something dumb and then be arrested. So I declined to do any sightseeing stuff. But there is uh one point where they have this really beautiful train station that they show off to the world. And um if you go in there, then you can see people come up the escalator. Mm. Those talk to you. Like those are normal. Those are normal people, maybe, but they right. won't talk to. You. So, so it's not right. like you communicate. I actually met a girl who was right across. Right, picture this big ass hotel, and the only other uh, American girl. Well, she wasn't. I think she was from Canada. English speaking person is right across from me. Like right. right in a big ass hotel, whole hotel. Right. But English person right across because that's done on purpose, right? Because of course we're gonna talk and know what we're talking about and whatever. Right. So you know, I was talking, I was like, what are you doing here? And she said that she saw something online where it was teach English in North Korea. And she said that it sounded so crazy that she'd apply for it, but she didn't think that it was real. Right. So wow. he teaches English. And so I asked, I was like, so do you get to like hang out with the kids when you teach the students? Because they're like, you know, older kids. Right. And uh, she said, no. She said, as soon as, first of all, there's someone there watching all the time. Wow. And as soon as she finished the class, they take her right away. So wow. there's no organizing with the students. You know, like, like, like every other, every other, um, every other uh, 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 school in the world, right. you know, after class, 
some kids come talk to the teacher. Yes. But there, no, you're not. They, she, they can't. As soon as she finished, boom, immediately. So she cannot talk to the kids, right? Because they don't want they don't want your influence on their culture. Wow. Yeah, that's that's what it is. They really don't want any Western influence on the 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 in, in the country. Like I tell you another story, very funny. So. I never met, I never met uh, really, I want to say brainwashed, because for me, that's brainwashed. I, I really never met, I've met a lot of ignorant people, a lot, right. all over the world. Just, and when I say ignorant, I mean just real dumb ignorance. Like, <laughs> real, like the kind of ignorance that you really can't believe. Right. Like, like is, this, is this like really yeah. happening? <laughs> for example, now, let's say like China. Right. And mind you, I love China. So all the Chinese people listening, I love China. It's amazing. Disclaimer, 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 disclaimer. I do love China. I love Chinese people. But there are some places, and those Chinese people listening will agree with me. There are some places where the ignorance is at an all-time high. Right. I've been at places where I went to shake people's hand, and you know what they did? Can you even guess what they did after they shook their hand? Wash their hands? What did they do? Nope, nope. Look at their hand. Wow. See, black came off. Wow. Now, that's not ignorant. Now, it's not racist. It's just ignorance, right? I've been in a situation where, so you know, now my hair is growing out, but normally I have designs and it's bleach. A lot of people ask me, were you born like that? Yeah, I, I was born with a freaking crop circles <laughs> in my head. This, this, this is how I was born. Right. Like, come on, bro. Like, common sense. Like, nobody's born like that. Like, you know, but it's ignorance, right? So um, I wanted to see what the level of, should I say ignorance or brainwashing? Either or. Either or, right. What the level was. Because we hear about it in the media. We read about it. And, and, and in your mind, you say, there's no way that that can be that bad. It's right. just talking trash. So I started a conversation with my guide. And I said, hey, um, you guys really like me a lot. And I said that just to diffuse any kind of idea. Right. That was awesome. right. And I said, you guys really like me a lot. But why do you hate Westerners so much? Right. And uh, she said, we don't hate Westerners. We just don't want the Western influence in our country. Mm. We want the pure Korean culture. Mm. I said, okay, you know, us Westerners, yeah, we do go to countries and we mess stuff up, you know, mess up the culture. Okay, I can agree with that. But do you understand that you, your country and every other country in the world needs influence of other countries in order to become great? Right. You cannot do it by yourself. No country has done it by themselves, right. right? It's countries get stuff from other countries and all together, and that's how you become great. She said, nope, that's not true. Everything uh, in their great country was done by their great leader, yada, yada, yada. And I said, well, your great leader has Western influence, right? So right now, this is a little, this is a little dangerous. For you, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is like... I'm walking on a tightrope right now. 
I, I got very good balance, but I'm on a tightrope nonetheless. Right. And I said, you know, your greatly as what's English. He said, no, it's not true. He has zero Western influence. Everything is through. They like to be, they, they don't like the word North Korea. They like DPRK. So everything is through DPRK by DPRK, yada, yada. And I said, okay, what about basketball? And she looked at me with the most honest face, serious basketball, created by a great leader. <laughs> and in my mind, in my mind, I just wanted to say, you stupid retard. Like, I'm not even going to say the word, but I just wanted to, like, are you serious? Like, even, even if you're a really dumb person, just calculate. Yeah. How old is your great leader? When did he create basketball? When he was like five? Like, it, it, it doesn't even, it doesn't even make sense. Right? So then I left that one alone and, and I wanted to get deeper, which was really dangerous. But I wanted to get deeper. And I and I go, okay, 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 okay. So I didn't refute any of the basketball stuff, but in my head. I was thinking all kinds of crazy stuff. So then I said, okay, okay. I said, do you know your great leader studied outside of North Korea? Right? right. She goes, no, that's not true. I said, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. The whole world knows. And then now I'm forgetting my purpose. Right. right? Because I'm getting pissed off now because it's like, yo, you're dumb. Like, right. you're, just, you're just talking nonsense that doesn't even make sense. Like, and now, and now, you know, the hood starts to come out of me and I start getting angry and, and, and I start forgetting the whole purpose right. of me asking these questions. And uh, I'm like, yo, everyone knows this. It's all over the way studied Switzerland. This is a fact. It's yes. known. And then she goes, she goes, it is not true. He did not study. And I was like, oh man, you know what? <laughs> man, I'm so stupid. <laughs> president. Uh, yo, I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. It's the Cuban president. I got out of that shit real fast. Because let me tell you, if I would have kept pushing that, yeah, you would have been reading about me in the paper. That's right. Wally Green, stuck in North Korea, doing 15 years of hard labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, listen. It's People don't realize it is that dangerous. Like, that conversation... I could have been like, luckily, you know, and, and, and this and this brings me back, and this brings me back to how I grew up and 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 all my gang activity. Like people always ask me, you know, would you and this brings back to the regret thing. Right. Would you ever go back and change from being in gangs, carrying guns? The answer is no. Because that kind of stuff saved me from stuff like that. Because of being in gangs, because of always having to watch my back because of always having to use my brain so I don't get killed. I knew how to get out of that and I got out of it immediately. As soon as I sensed it, it wasn't like I had to think about it. It was boom, before she even finished her sentence, boom, out of it, boom. Listen, that kind of stuff, you can't learn that. That's not, right. you, 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 you don't go to school for that. You, you don't, I think someone else in my position would have got 15 years. Yeah. But you don't learn that. And this is natural. It, it, it's something that you grow up. This is, you know, growing up in that environment. And, and I get out of it real fast, man. Real fast. 
and genuinely, and genuinely, and yeah, and I left that conversation alone. Did not stay away from it. And I was like, yeah, bro. I was like, that was weight. You know, in my mind, I'm just thinking I'm playing chess, and I'm like, oh, man, bro, you're gonna get arrested right now, bro. You, it, you, you, you get out of this. Get out of this right now. And I got out. And <laughs> yeah. And uh, things yeah. happen for things happen for a reason too. And I think uh, we're not trying to disclaimer, not trying to glorify gangs and join gangs. So let yeah, me just exactly. there is that what that taught you was you learned how to read the room. Yes. Yes. And you understood the tension in that room having that conversation with your babysitter. Yes. And those trick you understood those trigger words. It's like if I say this, I'm gonna be here for the rest of my life. Yo, for real. And and it's serious. Like people don't really like like when I tell this story, people laugh, but they don't realize how close, how quickly that could have turned. Let let's say I just let my I just let my anger take over. I've been arguing with the girl. Yeah. And I love to argue. I've been arguing and I'd have been arrested. Yeah, so so yeah, it, it was it was it, it was really that was the most intense part of the trip was that conversation. And what and that was on the last day, because I remember in the interview you said the last day was the scariest day for you was that the yeah, last yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah i forgot about that yeah the the, the last day was really funny because then i let my anger I, I let my anger get a little <laughs> no, i totally forgot about that you, you, you reminded me about that yeah yeah man the, the last day because i was fed up and i wanted to get the hell out of there and i told my guys listen i want to leave tomorrow I, I was, and I was, I just wanted to be out. I just wanted, I was already had enough. And, and it was just, I mean, listen, you cannot cut people from the rest of the world and think that they're going to be happy there, right? I can do it for a little bit. After a while, I'm like, yo, I need to get out of this. I told her, I, I want to leave tomorrow. And I was adamant about tomorrow. She's like, well, I don't know. No, it's possible. Because now at this point, I'm stressed out and I want to get out. And, and now I don't care. Now I'm at the point where I don't care now. Yeah. I want to get out of here. And, and and she's like, well, I'm not sure. No, it's it's possible because before I told her before I got on this flight to come here, I asked the people that bought the ticket from if I need to go back at any time, can I go back? And they told me you can come back anytime. Just tell your guide to arrange a flight. So I want to leave tomorrow, and that's exactly the way I spoke. And I was already fed up. You know, there there there's a point to where you get when you just want to get out. And you don't care anymore. And that's how it was. I was already like, I can't right. do it anymore. Get out. I want to get out. I want to get out now. Now, now, now. Right? And then she gave me this like bad look. And, <laughs> and she definitely wasn't happy with my tone. But I didn't care because I wanted to leave. <laughs> and, uh, and so the next day, uh, oh, she says, she says, um, she, she, she's going to reach out to me. You know, call me in the room. So she called me. She goes, tomorrow, tomorrow, 6 a.m., be ready. That was it. Okay, that's kind of weird. <laughs> 6 a.m. Be ready. Okay, but I want to get out of here. Right. So the next day comes and it's like 6 a.m. This is so funny. You remind me of this. I always forget about this part of the story. Uh, 6 a.m. comes. They come get me. Right now, check it out. It's me, her in the back, another guy, another guy driving, and another <laughs> one sitting in the seat. And I'm like, 
And I'm just reading this shit, and I'm like, oh, man. This is not looking. This is. Oh, and then they drive away. They drive away. And I'm like, yo, you guys got my passport? <laughs> oh, no. What? So then we got to go back to the hotel to get my passport. Because they forgot the password. How you forgot my passport? Right. So that made me think that you're trying to take me somewhere else. So I was already now. I was like, oh, this, this, this is real. So I took a pen out of my bag. <laughs> I took a pen and I just put it in my hand. And I said, listen. If I'm going down, someone's going down for sure. It's not even like I'm gonna stab this girl in the neck. Like I was ready, and so then they drove, and the road that they took wasn't the same road. And I'm sure uh, they did it on purpose because I remember the way coming. Right. This was a back route, and I was like, "Oh shit, man! Maybe these people are trying to take me to some camp or something." Right. It didn't look right, and I, I was I was a little bit worried, man. I was a little bit worried. I had the pen <laughs> like this, and, and, and I was like. Yo, if anybody touch me, I'm going right right for the throat. So because I'm gonna if somebody touch me, that means I'm dying here. So right. someone die with me. It's, it's not even happening. And then we pull out of this area, come out, and I see the airport. And I was like, Hallelujah. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, yo, the airport. I saw the airport. I was happy. I was so happy. Man. <laughs> and I'm sure they did that on purpose. I, I'm, I don't think there was any reason to take that kind of road. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that, that that's like a scare tactic, you know, like scare you to maybe not say that when you go back. I don't know. You know, you know, all those kind of things for me are like scare tactics. And I, I don't do scare tactics, man. I, I you know, at 13, I had six guns. I, mean, I had guns put to my head, shot at. It don't work, man. I mean, I was scared, yeah, at the time. But, yeah, it, 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 it is... It was really crazy. It was just, you know, <laughs> I was like, yeah, because then, then I started thinking about the conversation, about me getting upset. You know, in that position, you start thinking about a lot of stuff. So I'm like, the conversation we had the other yeah. day, mm-hmm. where she got upset. Now I made her upset again because I want to go home. Maybe mm-hmm. they're like, yo, screw this dude, man. Yeah. But so, hearing that story, that made me feel like, uh, made me feel like you're too vulnerable. Uh, you're too more not vulnerable, but you're too valuable. You you're this recognized black athlete that's in North Korea. Yeah, yeah. If he if he gets dis if he's mysteriously disappeared, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's bad for them. Yes. So 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 the difference between me and anyone else who's going to North Korea is that I'm going representing my country. And this is an ITTF competition, which is International Table Tennis, governed by the International Table Tennis Federation, not governed by North Korean Table Tennis Federation. So what that means is, if anything happens to me, it's an international affair. If you go there as a tourist, something happens to you, it's not an international affair. It's a U.S. affair. Very different. So, so, so yeah, I do have that uh, protection. Uh, from the international community so that um i knew that already so so that's another reason why i wasn't that that scared you know that of that worry um but that part was really um scary you know it's but you know the, the whole trip wasn't scary you know i don't want people to think that like i was stressed out i mean the best part of the trip came was when i made the connection you know with uh the whole point i went there i mean the whole so people probably wondering why the hell I went to North Korea. 
And the reason I went there was in American history, 1971, uh, America established relations with China. If you know anything about China in 1970s, China was like extreme communism. And it was extreme communism. Like, you do not talk to Americans right. ever. Right. Or we will punish you. Like, yeah. it's, it's not even conversation. Yeah. Right. And uh, China and America established relations through ping pong. Yeah. So it's called the ping pong diplomacy. Hence, you got the movie Forrest Gump. That's kind of what it, it bases on. Uh, not based on it, but it touches on that subject. So uh, when I saw this competition, I wanted to do my own or recreate my own history. Right. I want to make my own history and I say, you know what? I want to do that same thing, but in North Korea wow. when they had this competition. And nobody would go with me. And I had no plan. Right. That's, that's that's the funny thing is I had no plan. I knew what I wanted to do. Right. I didn't know how I was going to do it. But the first thing is action. You know, yeah. you take the action, get there. You got to get there first. If you don't get there. And then I knew, I just, I don't know. I just had a feeling that once I got there, it'll come. If it's meant to be, it's going to happen. Yeah. So, um, luck, and it, and it was luck. It was luck because you know, I could have played against a Chinese and a Vietnamese, right. and not the North Korean. But lucky for me, I got to play a North Korean. And the reason, and the reason why I was lucky was because playing the North Korean is how the whole diplomacy started. If I didn't have a North Korean to play with, then there was really no way that I could have done this diplomacy. So. Um, I played the Chinese guy. Then I got to play the North Korean guy. And now when I'm coming out with the North Korean, right, it's the umpire, North Korean guy, umpire, and me. We're walking out. Now, there's about maybe, I think, like 5,000, a couple thousand people in the right. audience watching this, 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 this table tennis competition. Right. And you got to remember, 100% of the people watching are... Korean, right? There are no other people. There ain't no Americans sitting in the stands or, 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 or Europeans sitting. No, it's all North Korean. So I'm walking out with this guy and, and uh, you can just feel the eyes on you, like the eyes. First of all, first of all, I'm American. Right. That's already a no-no. Second of all, I'm a black dude with bleached hair, with crazy designs in it, they probably never even seen this before because you're only allowed to have a certain kind of haircut in North Korea. So they're probably saying, well, what the hell is this coming out of here? And uh, people are just staring, staring, and you feel it. You feel the eyes on, on like all over your body, and you're like, and it, it's it's so eerie, it, it's crazy. I mean, if you, people have never been in a situation like that, it's just crazy just to feel that. I mean, if you're a black person, go into like an all-white racist neighborhood and see how you feel. If you're a white person, go into an all-black racist neighborhood and see how you feel. That's how you feel. It's just crazy. You're like, whoa. And uh, and it makes it worse because you can't do nothing about it. At least in those neighborhoods, you can run away. Yeah. Here, there's nowhere for me to run. Where, where I'm running, there's nowhere. I, I don't even got a password. <laughs> got a country, right? Yeah. So we come out, right? And... uh. We start to play the match. And the uh, first five points I win. Because I'm focused. Once the match starts, zero, zero, I go to focus mode. I don't right. care about that. Right. I start playing, I'm going fire. And every time I made a point, uh, there was a sound like this. Mm. Like the most disapproval sound. Right. Now, if one person was making it, that's fine. Right. You got all 5,000 people making the same sound. 
Now picture that. How would how would that feel if everyone's going mm, like this, like mm, like? Unacceptable. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy. This is the only thing I've ever seen." Because you know, I'm usually the underdog, so I mm. never felt I never felt the other side of of not being an underdog, right? Or just people not liking me. I never right. felt this. You know, usually I go to tournaments. Everybody likes me. The fans like me. You know, everybody likes me. This is the first time people were like, oh. and um. So then the guy made the first point, and they started clapping in unison. Right. Another point, then it got louder. Ah, another point. Yo, they were clapping as if it was the finals of the Olympics. Wow. This was the preliminary round, the round robin of groups. It wasn't even first round yet. It was the groups. And they right. were crazy, clapping. Ah, and I was like, whoa. And, and it was crazy because it was so loud. And uh and and it just and they were really rooting for their countrymen. Wow. And it was crazy because I didn't know how to react. I never been in a position where people were all where every single person right. is against me, every person, and it's so loud I couldn't concentrate. And I was like, oh my god! And I had to pause because I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I can't concentrate. I couldn't concentrate because it was so loud. Right. And then uh, I just looked up and I started smiling just like this exactly. <laughs> and then when I looked up and smiled, just the way I smiled just now. It started a chain reaction of people smiling and laughing. And I was like, oh, wow. that's, weird. that's weird. So I tried it again. Looked up, smiled. Everyone started smiling and laughing. And it was a chain reaction of everyone in the hall smiling and laughing. And I was like, boom, this is it. I said, this is where it takes place. This is how I'm going to create this difference. This is where this diplomacy is going to take place. This is it right here. So. I didn't care about the match. I didn't care about right. winning more because now my purpose for being there was coming into place. I've already right. got the crowd. I've, I've connected with these people who hate me. Connection right. with people who hate me. And I was like, yes, this is it. I got them smiling. No more of the mm sound, right? Yeah. Now they're smiling. And um, every time I would play, I would look up and I would smile. And they, on purpose, they, they would smile. <laughs> it became like a comedy. And right. they, laugh and smile right and so at the end uh the guy won the north korean guy won right good he's really good man the guy the guy was definitely better than me i mean i think i took him off guard in the beginning and that's why he was kind of nervous but once people start cheering for him oh the guy was getting a fight because i had some good points some funny ones and right but he was good better than me that's it and um at the end you know you have to shake each other's hands i mean it's sport etiquette yeah so uh, he comes to me to shake my hand. Well, we go to each other. Actually, mostly me go to him. Right. He's like, kind of like real not. He's not, he's not really trying to shake my hand. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm the devil. I'm evil. I'm American. You know, so he doesn't really want to shake my hand. But he has to. Right. So if you ever shake someone's hand who doesn't want to shake your hand, they don't give you the whole hand. Right? They give you like a little, like, eh, a little touch yeah. like this. Man, this guy tried to give me that little touch hand thing. I grabbed him by the arm, pulled him in, and gave him a huge hug. Like the biggest hug. He's probably never had a hug like this in his life. Hugged him. <laughs> and the people went nuts. People were just clapping and cheering. They went crazy, right? right? I'm sure he's never had a hug. I'm sure they've never seen an American probably hug this dude in this yeah. major event, right? And 
the even more important thing. My camera is facing my back, which is his front. Right. Right. Because I'm filming everything I did every day. Face right. his back, film, which is his front. And at first you saw his face, it was like, and then I got a smile. A brief, quick smile. Right. Now that you can't fake. No. Right? That you can't make up. That there's no way. That's natural as hell. Got a real smile from this dude. And that's the reason why I went all the way to North Korea to do this diplomacy. Because I always say, you know, there's one thing really important. You cannot change people overnight. It doesn't yeah. happen. It will not happen. And if it does, more power to you. But yeah. most likely, it doesn't happen. People don't change overnight. But what you can do is you can plant the seed. You can plant the seed for change, right? And that's right. what I did. I planted the seed with my smile that I gave to everyone. I could have been like, yo, shut the F up. People make too much noise. Let me concentrate. Right. I could have right. bring the hood out and got real crazy, right? But yeah. I didn't do that. First of all, I didn't want to go to the 15-year labor camp. And then secondly, I had a purpose to be there, yeah. you know, to make peace. So, um, you know, you, you can't make people change overnight, but you plant that seed, you know, for the rest of this dude's life. For the rest of his life till he dies, he's yeah. gonna remember this black dude with the crazy hair from America who gave him the biggest hug, showed him nothing but love in his own country. All those people, all those people that were watching, there's no way in their life they can they, they can't forget me, no, more no. or less, me hugging their countryman, showing the respect and love, right? So they're always gonna remember that. And maybe in the future, maybe they're uh, a great leader might say something negative about America and someone's going to say, well, you know what? I remember that guy from America that came some years ago and uh, he gave, you know, our countryman a huge hug. And that's how the change starts, right? They saw something very positive coming from me and they always going to remember it and makes you think the devil is not going to come and give you a hug. Right, yeah. someone who's evil who doesn't like you is not going to come give you a hug and smile to you, yeah. right? So it makes people think, and just getting your brain thinking is what's going to create the change, hopefully. So yeah, it was it was uh, super super amazing, and I was very satisfied with the whole diplomacy and and, and the way it worked out. I mean, because like I said, there was zero plan for this, so it was really amazing the way it actually ended. And it's like a story like it's like a story book ending where you have a kid from the projects going to North Korea with the mindset of diplomacy. Yeah. In that moment in time, you did it. <laughs> in that yeah. moment in time, you do it, did it. And that's something that that's never gonna be taken away. You probably changed that man's perspective on um, American, especially a black man. From America, yeah. you change his perspective, and that's powerful. Yes, 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 yes. It, it was uh, every time I look at that film where where I'm hugging him, and people can see it online. It, 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 I, I posted it online. Uh, it is just really just to see that little smile. It was like, oh yeah, I got you, bro. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. I'm in your head. I'm in your head. Yes. You. And you did get him, and also bringing up smile before we ended. Talk about 
the the cell phone thing, the cell using the cell phone because you were on Steve Harvey, and how yeah. did that happen? Oh, the, the Steve Harvey thing happened after I did another big event in Virginia Beach. I did a, a big charity called um, uh, 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 Ping Pong for Poverty. So it's a big charity that that helps uh, uh, homeless people um, and things like that. And we did it using ping pong. And uh, they had a, a news TV station and I was talking about, you know, there, there was a brief part of my life where I was homeless and I was right after, right after the the part where where I had the issue where I had to leave my house because I killed my stepfather and my mom. So uh, I talk about that and I and, and I was explaining about how how um, you know I think like homeless people are misunderstood a lot. Like people think, oh, he's homeless, he's a bum, and he's annoying thing. And I'm like, that's not the case. Like, there's people that are extremely intelligent and shit just happened, whether it be drugs, whether it be whatever. I mean, I mean, you know, to become homeless doesn't mean you're a bum. Your house can burn down today. Tomorrow you are homeless. And if you're not able to live somewhere else, then you live in the street and then you become homeless. So, so it's not something that, like a lot of people think that, Oh yeah, a lot of times people choose that. No, nobody. Listen, I don't know any homeless person in the world. If I say, "Yo, I got a five star mansion for you to live in," they're gonna say, "You know what? No, I don't want that. For, I want to be homeless." No, I don't know any. I don't know any single person home. And 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 I, and I know a lot of homeless people because, like you see in the video, one of the guys in my video is homeless, right? So so uh, uh, in in my documentary, so nobody wants that, right? But you know. Stuff happens. And so I was talking about that on the show. And then uh, somehow the producers of Steve Harvey saw this show. And I was in Virginia Beach. And they were like, hey, oh, man, we love your story. We want you to come to Chicago. To, to uh, Steve wants you to come to Chicago to interview you. And I was like, oh, wow, Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah, I like Steve, Steve Harvey. <laughs> the, guy, the guy is so funny. So uh, after that, I flew to Chicago to go be on a Steve Harvey show. And it was cool, man, because in the process of that, I met Judge Mantis. And I think Judge Mantis is hilarious too, he's so funny. So I met him like in the studio. I was like, oh snap, yo, Judge Mantis, what's up? He was like, hey, I was, he's super cool. I was like, hey man, I love your show, you're real cool. And then he was like, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm gonna be on Steve's show. He's like, oh, that's cool. And then, yeah, so that's how the interview with Steve happened. And and uh, I got to play him with with my cell phone. And um, it was it was really funny because uh, I did this funny serve and he missed it completely. Then he started talking trash to me. Then I did the serve again and he ripped it on the table. I don't even know how he made that shot. I think I was set up. I think maybe he played a little bit before. <laughs> I, think, I think it was a whole setup. I did that same serve and he ripped it on the table and, and he was talking trash. You got the time I had my hair was bleached like orange, like a dark orange. He's like, you're not gonna come up in my house with your red head and boom. He's like, do it again. Boom, hit it. And I was like, whoa, and made the play. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was really cool, you know, to, to do the Steve Harvey show because, you know, he's he was really, really cool, dude. You know, then after, you know, we went back, they, they had like this back office, you know, and he sat down. He had this like really cool cigar box, opened up the box, you know, cut with the cigar, smoking the cigar, start talking about the hood. 
Like it was, it was, it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. That's dope, That's dope man. man. But yeah, just talk about the idea behind this, the cell phone, playing with the cell phone. Oh Where man, oh, so, 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 so the cell phone thing is, is uh, you're gonna see, I got some videos coming up soon for TikTok. They're gonna go viral. Uh, the cell phone thing, uh, man, I love playing with my cell phone. And the way I started playing with the cell phone is that I was asked to do the Tennis Channel Open um, uh, exhibition. So Tennis Channel opens in Vegas and well, the pros come, they play tournament. So they wanted the ping pong exhibition. So one, one, I did it a couple of times. Then one time the person I'm supposed to play with was from Las Vegas, did not show up. Oh, wow. And I was like, what am I going to do to all these kids? Like, I don't know. And I had a small flip phone at the time. And I was like, let me try to play with this phone. Let me try. And I could do it. So I played all the kids with my phone. And this is like, I don't know, nine years ago. And I played all the kids with my phone. And I've been doing it since then. Phone got a little bigger. I mean, now, now, now I, play with, I play with only an iPhone 6. So all you people who have an iPhone 6, you can't use it anymore because iPhone 6 is old, man. Come on, give it the program, 12 Pro. Just send me the iPhone 6s. Send, send them. Send them. <laughs> I play with iPhone 6. Listen iPhone 6 is the only phone I can play with. No 7s, no 8s, no 10Rs, no, no, no 5s, no 4s. iPhone 6, because it's very light. iPhone 6 is the lightest of the phones, and it's, it's the easiest one for me to play with. And so I've played a lot of people, a lot of people with, with, with my cell phone. Recently, most recent, most recent, um, before the pandemic, I played Saquon Barkley. He thought he, thought he could get no chance. <laughs> Stay quiet. Listen to this. Always welcome to a rematch. Know where I am. Know where to find me, bro. Anytime. <laughs> so I play a lot of people with a cell phone. Just uh, the other day, Friday. Friday I had a really good match. Friday. And I'm, I'm going to post it uh, soon. I'm going to edit and post. Uh, there was, you know, now my my club is back up. And, and Friday was the first time post-pandemic that it actually felt like we're back. And uh, Friday night party, and, and you know we had the lights going on. You know we have we have, we have a center table right. that has extraordinary like lights, blue and you know with these these, these uh, music lights. It's crazy. And um, this guy had a birthday there. His name is Jake. So I remember his name. Shout him out. And then he said he want to play me. He said he thinks he could beat me. My cell phone. And I was like, no, bro, you can't beat my cell phone. And we had a good match. And I, of course, I beat him. I, I, I don't. I don't know that. But yeah, it's really good. So playing, you know, playing with the cell phone, um, it just to show people how difficult this sport is. Like everyone thinks they're good at ping pong. It's one of the sports. There's very few sports that people can think they're good at and not be good, right? And there's and there's and and, and there's and it's also one of the sports that you can look better than you are. There's no other sport that this happens. If you play basketball every day, if you go and you shoot hoops every day, you will be better than the average person at something. Jump shots, whether it's layups, you will be. There's no way. If you play tennis every day and you go and do it every day, you will be better. In this sport, you can play 20 years and still be trash. It's the only sport because there's so many things that you cannot learn by yourself. You need someone to teach you. 
there's, there's so many weird, like really weird things. Like I'll, I'll give a perfect example of this is, and you probably played some ping pong, right? Yeah. But I'm sure no one has ever told you in your life and everyone listening, you've never heard that your elbow needs to be in front of your body, right? So mm -hmm. what that means, it's really weird. So, so if, if, if you can put it down a little bit. So here, so this is what normal people do. Right. So, right? So here we go. So normal people are like this. This is wrong. Right. You need to be here in front. See this? Very yep. weird to do. And then you need to turn your hand and you need to turn your body to hit. Right? Mm -hmm. Very weird. And a thing like that, if someone doesn't teach you, you will never, ever, ever, by mistake, do it. It's just not going to happen. Basketball, right. if you shoot a ball, I don't have to teach you for the ball to roll off your hands because that's just natural. Right? You'll get it eventually. But this kind of thing, no one can, no one uh, 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 will get it by themselves. So this this sport, it, it, it uh, requires you have a coach. It requires you to to learn. And that's why people can play 20. I have guys coming to my club. Yeah, I've been playing 25 years. There's no way you're going to beat me with a cell phone. Easy. Done. <laughs> Done. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I play tennis. I, I D1. Okay. Done. It's like, and, and, and it's funny because the, like about a month ago, this guy came to my club and a little bit drunk, a little bit obnoxious. And I'm playing with, with my friend. He came to bother, wanted to bother me. Oh, my girlfriend is a D1 tennis player. She can take you guys. And I said, thousand dollars. I didn't even see her play. I, I, the fact that you said she was D1 tennis player, thousand dollars. Let's go. And the guy started to like really want to pay, take pay, pay the money. They put right. it down, and the girl was like, "No, no, 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 don't, 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 don't bet, don't bet, don't bet, don't bet, don't bet." And I was like, "Just let him bet." Yo, he went to it with money. Just let, let him bet. And the guy was like, "She's a D one tennis player. You know, she she's so good at ping pong, and, and there's no way you're gonna." And at the time, I wasn't even using my cell phone. I was using my little mini paddle, <laughs> which is absolutely zero chance. At right. least a cell phone, maybe she had a little bit of chance. With right. the little mini paddle I use, it's like playing with my normal paddle. And, and I play players who actually train every day, players who, who play the sport and know the sport right. with this little paddle. So it was, it was really no – I could bet a million dollars. Listen, I would put this out there right now. I'll put this out there right now for anyone in the entire world who's never played professional ping pong. You can come play me with my little, I'll use my little paddle and I guarantee you, you lose. You can put, as a matter of fact, you can, I'm so confident that you could, whatever money you put, I can double that money. Wow. You will lose. Because it's, this game has too many things going on. The services, the, the way we serve, the way I can, a uh, 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 fake, a contact and contact a different way. So anyway, the guy was going crazy, man. I was like, listen, yo, you need to chill. I was like, just put the money down. And, and the girl wouldn't let him. So I wind up playing the girl anyway. And it was like no chance. It was really right. no chance. So these, this is one of the sports that everyone has possibly played at one time or another. And everyone thinks they're really good because they're the best in their street or in their high school where there are no real 
like high school table tennis. (laughs) (laughs) They have a club and they think they're the best. And so they play there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, so playing with the phone, playing with the phone just shows you like after you get beat with a, I mean, just think about how you feel. You thought you were the best, <laughs> but a guy just beat you, not with a paddle, with a phone. Now you realize that you're not as good as you think you are, right? If you lost to a phone. So yeah, so so that's why I use the phone a lot. I I, I love the phone. It's it's um it's just so fun because the little paddle is way too easy for me. But the right. phone, it's a challenge. You know, so, some people are, are are good. It's like some people have a very basement. Or, or they understand tennis, so they understand the top spins. You right. have, to, have to work a little bit harder. You have to work a little bit, a little, little bit harder. But you know, I have serves that I do with the phone that people can't return. I have certain motions that I do that just throw people off. And right. yeah, plays the phone, man. Just to show them, it's not that easy, bro. Yeah, <laughs> and it's about respecting the game. That's what it is. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. You, I mean, think about yeah, it. Yeah, you're not gonna play LeBron. You know, right. like, oh, yeah, I could be LeBron. No, you're not going to beat LeBron. Exactly. And it's about respecting right. the game. And that's the other thing. Yo, see, and everything, that's another thing. I'm <laughs> talking about. Oh, my God. Listen, you just said it perfectly, right? No one in college or high school says, yo, you know what? I could be, I'm going to be LeBron. No, you're not. <laughs> you know what? Look at what happened to that college kid that was talking trash about Michael Jordan. What happened? Yeah. Got schooled hard. It was hard. You got school hard, bro, by a dude who stopped playing for like 15 years, right? So, 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 it's it's exactly the same, exactly the same thing. It's, it's, yeah, it's, man. It's funny. No, but it's true, man. But at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about respecting the game. Put some respect on ping pong, right? Because it, it is a hard sport. To me, I I equate it to like chess because you know it's the mental aspect of of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, angles, like the things you alluded to earlier. These right. are things you have to think in the heat of battle. Right, right. You know, you have to think like four steps ahead of your child, your challenger. And I'll tell you something. Ping pong is chess. I bet you know that. I didn't know that. Listen, you have, you have, you have, you have to remember it. The ball is one of the fastest sports in the world, right? So it takes a tenth of a second to decide what you're going to do. Humans can't think at a tenth of a second. So what you have to do is you have to chess move people, right? So I give you a perfect scenario. I say, I'm going to serve this side spin top spin. He's most likely going to return it wide to my forehand. I'm going to play that forehand down the line and to his forehand. If he gets it back, then I'm going to go to the middle. That's all chess moves. So I've already put five, this, uh, four or five this different scenarios in my head that I'm going to try to play out. But if they don't work, then I'm going to I'm going to go with something else. So every time we play ping pong, we we mention chess. It, it is and not only mentally it's like chess. Our rating system is almost exactly like chess. It's the same kind of thing where 2300 players very high player, you know, 15, 16, 1200 players a lower player but um, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's high speed chess. It, it's speed chess when, when when you play, and everything that you do, you need to think three, four, five moves ahead of time, because you don't have time to react. And if you're reacting, you're not winning. 
right? You're, you're, you're not winning. It's the same thing like when I play paddle tennis. You know, paddle tennis is, is a very fast, small tennis court. It's not pickleball. It's a very fast sport, very quick. And I do a lot of crazy stuff, meaning people will blast the ball at me. Right. And I'll, 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 I'll volley. And then they blast a second, blast it. And then I'll double backhand kill it. And it doesn't make sense. Like, how can you go back and kill it? Because I've already chest moved him. I've already mm -hmm. said he's going to do this ball right now. And I'm ready and I'm there waiting for it. It's not like I didn't react to, to, to the hit. I've already decided what I was going to do before he made the, the connect, the, the connection. So, yeah, it's all, it's all chess for me. And, and I don't even know how to play chess. But if he did, you you just you, you just you're right there. If he wanted to pick up and play, you'd probably be pretty good at chess. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same fun. thing. <laughs> but mm -hmm. man, I appreciate you jumping on the podcast with me, man. This was an awesome conversation, man. You know, you're always welcome to come back here. But before we end the show, man, tell people where they can find you. Oh man, just hit me up on Instagram, Wally Green, NYC. I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to get my account verified. I, I have everything that you need to get verified, except the numbers. They and that's because you no, know, I didn't really use my Instagram. And they say that it's not about the numbers, but it is about it's the about numbers. the numbers. Don't listen. Instagram says it's not BS. Yeah. It's about it's about numbers because I applied, and they never denied me. They just didn't answer me. <laughs> so they, so so they're like this. This dude wants to get verified. He doesn't even use Instagram. He's he's got like three thousand seven hundred followers. Like screw this dude, bro. Like they didn't even deny me because they can't deny me. Because that's you, <laughs> right? And the thing is, they they can't deny me because I actually fall into all their requirements for being verified. But they won't verify you at thirty seven hundred. So I'm now as of like last week. I'm start. I'm gonna start popping my Instagram. I'm start to get my Instagram up at least to like 10, 20, 30,000. And then I'm going to hit them up again. Say, look, numbers up, bro. You can't deny me now. <laughs> that verify on that. But you know what? At the end of the day, you don't need that verify. You're, you're verified already, brother. Already verified. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm already verified, bro. You know, the, the funniest thing I get is people, people go to, <laughs> people go to my Instagram. <laughs> the first they meet me. And everyone Googles everyone today. This is the whole thing. Google people. And then they see all the shit I've done. And then they go to my Instagram. And they're like, yo, you should have a million followers already. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's the most <laughs> thing that I get is this. You should have a 100,000. And I say, I know, but I never used. Let me tell you, I didn't start using social media until Clubhouse. When Clubhouse came, then I started to use social media. And that's been like seven, eight months now. I think I've been on social. I've been on Clubhouse about seven, seven months, seven or eight months. And I didn't, well, September, right? So so actually, yeah. September 20, so wow, it's almost a year. Wow, right. damn, it went by that fast, holy cow. So I've been on it about a year. And um, prior to that, Instagram, I had it, I didn't use it, I didn't care. TikTok, I was like, TikTok is for kids. <laughs> I was like, TikTok is for kids. I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not getting on TikTok. I, I didn't know anything about social media, zero, but because of, Clubhouse now, now I'm doing TikTok masterclasses. Nice. People how to build their TikTok. I understand Instagram thoroughly. Good. And, you know, um, if I want my Instagram, actually, there's something I could do, but I don't really want to, I don't have the time to do that. 
if I just make a new account and then repost all my videos into Reels, like make a new account and all my videos, repost everything into Reels, I'll build 10,000 followers. Easy, quick and easy. Now my account is in a really bad spot because I didn't use it and I didn't really engage. So that's what happens to your account when you don't engage and when you don't use it, it doesn't, they figure, well, he's not using it. Is why would they want to push your content out? Right. Um, but yeah, so that would be the thing to do to restart. I don't want to do that. I, I don't, I don't want to restart the account. I'll just wait till like all my big stuff come out. And, and then, then they hit them in the face. Like, ah, this is what I'm doing. Ah, 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 ah. And yeah. people are like, oh damn. Yeah. I need to follow him. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait. I'll, you know, I have, I have some big stuff coming out, you know, that New York Times thing is going to be huge. I can't. I can't wait for that. But yeah, man. What's let, let's before we end it. What like what what's coming out? What's coming through the pipeline that people oh, need man. to look out for? So, so I just recently did a really huge New York Times um, interview, four day interview, which is crazy. I've never done an interview that lasted days. I've done wow. you know never, I, and and so that that I think is going to be really huge because the reporters super well known and and uh the photo shoot i think is going to be sometime next week so it's a photo shoot as well wow the days they're going to follow me around for a couple of days to photo shoot me so this is a pretty big article and 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 uh i'm going to tell them that they need to put my instagram <laughs> they got yeah. to put my instagram in there like, or 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 a quick idea is like like see if you can have access of those videos that they take that yeah. you post as like look out coming soon or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. right, right, right. That, that's a good idea too. But they need to put my Instagram. Like yeah. actually, actually, I should have said that from the beginning, but but I, I will tell her that yeah, you guys need to like put my Instagram because you know it, it, it sucks when you get like a huge, huge article and then people can't find you. Yeah. I mean I'm easy to find through Google, but it's much easier when there's something that they can say, oh yeah, this is it. So it's a part of that algorithm too. Yeah. Learning that algorithm when yeah. it's out there and people are reposting it or liking it, this and there. That's a way where people can find it. Um, so yeah, man. And what else? What else is going on? What else is popping? The other thing I did was I did a, a, a Steph Curry podcast. So right. so he has an eight series podcast coming out early twenty twenty two, and that uh, talks. It, they picked eight athletes. And they and I think actually his story is one of them. I, I didn't know I, I don't really know Steph Curry's story, but apparently he has a really good story. Mm. So 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 um he's also one of his own people in his own podcast, and I'm one of them. And that's and and, and that was really fun. Uh, I think I think we're gonna do a part two actually, because we didn't get to finish uh we didn't even touch on North Korea yet. So, mm. so I think there's gonna be some kind of part two or whatever. But that's coming out. And then, you know, just trying, you know, trying to, I'm on the grind. I'm always on the grind, man. I, I'm like the most grinding person ever. I, I, I've been slacking on my clubhouse, though. I, I've been slacking. No, no, no. I think, I think, to be honest with you, I think people are getting sick of clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been, I've, I've been slacking. Like, <laughs> like, like, I haven't done my English room in like, I don't know, like a month. I, I, I set one up, yes, uh, but for Sunday was yesterday. Well, what's today? Today's Sunday. Today's Sunday. Today's Sunday, yeah. Yeah, so I was doing this morning and I totally didn't wake up in time for it. 
but but I need to get back. I need to get back to at least to my English, at least to my English conversation because that's where a lot of people around the world come right. and, and and you know make these great topics that they can talk about, and it's super fun. So I, I just need to figure out another time besides eight o'clock in the morning to, to to do it. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Man, and again, man, I appreciate you for coming on. You're always welcome here on this uh, platform. Dad's is not a noun. Um, yeah, man. Thank you again. Uh, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yes. Another great interview with this amazing brother. And more interviews coming soon. And we're out. Peace.